Welcome back to Basic Brain Heart, the show where we celebrate and interrogate creatives of all stripes. I'm Hannah Camacho. Don't forget, wherever you have found the show today, you can hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss a podcast. You know, it's been a little while since I've talked about what the purpose of the show is, and really, Basic Brain Heart exists for creatives, whether you're in a creative profession or aspiring towards a creative profession to learn from the conversations that I'm having with these incredible, successful, brilliant creative people. Personally, I always have this creator's angst. I'm always reaching for that next thing and and learning and trying to develop my skill set. And I'm just never quite satisfied and always, always sort of working towards that. And so the podcast has been a wonderful time for me to learn from people who have really done well for themselves in terms of creating work that people respond to. And um, I don't know about you, but I've really enjoyed this journey so far and I hope you're enjoying it with me. Okay, enough about that stuff. I'm really, really pleased today to present to you my conversation with Alex Norris. Alex describes himself as a human blob who makes Doris McComics and webcomic name. Whether or not you know who Alex Norris is, you probably have seen his work going viral on Reddit or Twitter. He has a massive following on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and his work is so unbelievably relatable and and it, it crystallizes life and its struggles in its simplest but most beautiful form. I love Alex's work and I'm so excited that you get to listen to our conversation. He was really gracious. It was very early in the morning for me and so I felt like I was kind of waking up and I couldn't really put my words together and our Skype just didn't want to work out. Also, sometimes when you have conversations with people across the pond, Skype can be a little bit, let's just call it sketchy. Um, So the sound quality today might be iffy in places, but please do stick with it. I promise you Alex's wisdom and stories will certainly be worth your while. And it was really a lovely conversation. I'm so thankful for Alex's time. All right, enough of that. Uh, But if you want to check out Alex's work while you listen to the show, feel free to check out the show notes. I've got all the links in there. Um, I'm going to get out of the way now. So without further ado, here's my conversation with comic artist Alex Norris. I'm so thankful and excited that you took some time to chat. I've been uh, keeping an eye on your work for a while now, and I just find it so inspiring. So thank you for taking some time. Uh, no problem. <laughs> awesome. Um, now, those who are listening may already be familiar with your work, of course. Um, but just in case they're not, would you mind talking a little bit about what you're up to these days? Yeah, sure. That's fine. Uh, at the moment, I'm uh, mainly focusing on webcomic name. Um, which is my yeah, uh, webcomic uh, that I'm focusing on. And I've got a book coming out next year with that. Is it like a compilation? Uh, yeah. Yes, it's a compilation. I think it's going to be half and half new stuff and old stuff. And it'd be nice to kind of see, I mean, kind of the joke is that it's going to be a webcomic in book form, which I always think is funny, like a digital product in like a kind of... Uh, uh, analog form so that'll be fun and it'd be nice to uh yeah work on a kind of limited um 
thing, you know, that has like a beginning Absolutely. and an end and playing with all the books. That's awesome. So one thing that I really love about your work in particular is that you have a way of kind of distilling life and, and presenting it in its most honest form. Things that all of us, you know, that may cross our minds once or twice a day, but don't realize to that point of clarity. So I'd love to, to learn a little bit about um, your background and kind of where you come from. Some people find talking about their past as boring, uh, but you know, even if you find it boring, maybe just a little bit of kind of where you come from and, and how you feel that's informed your work today and kind of who you are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I currently live in London in the UK. Um, but yeah, when I grew up in, um, uh, in Swansea in South Wales. Um, Swansea is, I don't have a Welsh accent. And apart from that, I'm like fully Welsh. But no one ever assumes that because... How did you escape that? that? Uh, okay. My, my parents are gotcha. Manchester. Uh, but I don't have that accent <laughs> either. I have a kind of between wow. accent. And yeah. That's great. It's kind of weird. I don't know. Um, so yeah, but I would think Swansea is a, was a funny place to grow up because it's uh, a kind of... Um, small city um so there's always stuff happening but not a lot so i felt and i guess all teenagers feel bored wherever they are all my friends who grew up in london they managed to be bored even though they live in the most exciting one of the most exciting cities in the world so, but um uh a lot of my like, childhood was especially like my like late teens was to spend my friends just kind of um having to make our, our own fun and it meant that we kind of had to feel like we were uh, making something out of nothing. So we used to go to like the same tiny art gallery every weekend, all the time, just just seeing the same kind of like okay paintings, so stuff like that. And I think that's kind of influenced a lot of my uh, just my like life afterwards. Is kind of like uh, I think always drawn to kind of boring things and then making them exciting rather than exciting things mm. and then just appreciating that those are exciting. That's yeah, that's really interesting. Um, and when you went to um, school, you didn't study art. You studied literature. Is that right? Yeah. When I went to yeah, university, um, just, yeah, focused completely on English literature. Um, I, yeah, which I think was, I, I love that. I like that my life took mm. that kind of direction. Um, I like the fact that I have read Paradise Lost multiple <laughs> times in, in its entirety. And now I make kind of like the trashiest <laughs> kind of art you can do. Like, that's, my favorite, that's my favorite thing that I've, that, the I love it. That I've taken. Uh, that's really, yeah. That's so cool. And I totally get that you love literature and you're a writer because I think that really shows in your work, which I think is fabulous and sets it apart, I think, from a lot of other work out there on the interwebs. Um, but at what point, um, after university, did you kind of decide that you wanted to pursue this sort of visual communication form? Did you just dabble in it and found it fun and just did it as a hobby? How has that kind of evolved for you? Um, well, I was always really obsessed with... Um, so growing up, we didn't really have much, many books in the house. I was obsessed with reading, but all we had, because my parents don't read a lot, all we had were like hand-me-down books from uh, our fa like extended family. So I, ha I used to read those obsessively. And so I had a couple of like cartoon books that I would uh, like, uh, we had um, 
one of the Far Side books by Gary Lars. So I read that cover to cover, must like literally like thousands of times. It was mad. And then um, uh, I read a couple of like Rodar books and stuff. Um, but I think, uh, oh yeah, and, but I also used to read The Beano, which is um, a uh, like a comic for kids in the UK. I know they have people read the world and people, some people have heard of it and stuff. Um, I used to read that and I, I love that format of comic and it still like is my one of my favorite formats because it's just often like one or two pages long um and it would be like a and it would be like a gag often it would just it would be a bit longer than like a normal gag so it'd have a bit of like you know fun stuff in the middle and then it, and it would be full of like puns <laughs> really bad what i realized now are, like, dad jokes. it's just all these dads writing for kids. oh i love it i thought i was watching the world so I, I made a comic uh with my friend um when we were 10 years old um we we had this thing called prefect duty where we um uh we, when you're in the when you're in the oldest class in uh you call it primary school like uh yeah when we were about 10 years old and we were like the oldest kids in the school um you had to uh basically um manage a certain area of the school that like you might do like playground duty or something and we had Wednesday lunchtime um, library duty. So we had a whole hour in the library and it was really, really boring. And both of us loved drawing. And that was like one of our big, like, kind of um, ending points. And we were just, yeah, and I was like, I want to draw a comic. Like, let's make an entire issue of like a comic. And so I have this still. Um, and it was like, obviously, like a thing I was, I really wanted to do. And it was, all of my early stuff from that, all of my, like, when I was, like, 10, is just references to adverts and other comics and TVs. None of it is a, um, which I kind of love. It's like a big mishmash of other stuff. Um, and then, so I, then I kind of sat on that, and I, I kept these kind of weird visual diaries as a teenager, like uh, dream diaries and stuff. And there was... I, re I read through them the other day for the first time in ages, because uh, I do that because I love I always think I'm like still a teenager <laughs> yes. in my, my mind so that's like really funny. I always think of that um, and uh, I was reading through it again and it is a lot of it is really visual uh, and really really angsty and I love I always hark back to that I think this kind of uh, angsty drawings um, and then yeah so I did that but I didn't wasn't really doing comics much um, and then when I was at university I just started drawing comics again. I can't. I don't really know why. I, think, I remember binging at one point on a lot of web comics, re just realizing that web comics exist existed, um, and it was just. I, I'm guessing it was like just after Facebook became a thing. I think I was probably saw it on social media something like it was something somewhere, uh, and I so read a lot of like dinosaur comics and Ark of Agrant and Perry Bible Fellowship. Those all my um favorites because so i binged all of those uh and i actually those three i like to think that they that those three are like very formative for me a lot of what i do is like a mishmash of those three um and yeah i think i think i started just drawing little like little comics uh and then i wanted to be a writer after during at the end of universe and i just realized that web comics were like the most accessible uh and easiest way of doing that of like you know what I mean? More than, let's say you write an, a 
a screenplay or uh, a short story. It doesn't stand out, whereas a, a web literally stands out. Like you can see it's a, it, what it looks like straight away, um, which I liked. And it was also writing, but uh, yeah, I think I liked the writing with pictures. That's really cool. So um, when you first started to delve into web comics, I'd love to talk a little. And first of all, I guess I should ask, how long have you been doing this? I should know the answer to this, but it was maybe a little unclear. I I should know too. I should know as well, but I don't. um, How long have I been doing it? When when did I graduate from university? I think about. uh, Okay. Is now. Um, Yeah. I think I've been doing it for. Okay. Uh, no, about four years. I'm doing um, full-time... And already a pro. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I was so surprised. I don't even know how long I've been doing it. Yeah, hey. Doing <laughs> that's refreshing. I, I think that way all the time. and <laughs> It's good to know I'm not the only one. Um, so when you first yeah. started to do the webcomic, I'd love to talk a little bit about maybe some of the mistakes, if you did make any mistakes, or, or things you learned along mm. the way, because it's kind of exploded and people just love the relatability of it. Was there anything that you did at first that you have learned from and have steered away from? Or was it just a very natural hit for you? Um, so, because uh, when I said, I, uh, how long, uh, when I said that I've been doing it for, uh, like since I finished university, I was actually originally doing another webcomic called Doris McComics and I I like to think that all of my mistakes like a lot of my big mistakes were just in that like I was just completely experimenting and it was intentional like I would just try something out and it'd be weird and uh, either I wasn't happy with it or it didn't land with people or and it, a, lot, a lot of it is like that but I'm still really pleased with um, that as a series and I would love to continue it at uh, some point but um, yeah a lot of that was kind of more experimenting and stuff and then it got uh, after a while i kind of realized what i wanted to do um and also what was popular and then i tried to merge those two into one thing um so and one of those things was i would love a series that um it kind of builds on itself so rather than coming out of a vacuum where it has to be uh so a lot of kind of gag-based humour, if it's uh, if it's just a joke by itself, if there's any limit to how funny that can be, whereas if it's got a character, for example, that you can bond with, uh, or like a world that it's in, it means that every joke kind of adds to that, so that if you know the, what happened before, you might find it funnier. Um, you know what I mean? So I wanted that, I wanted that to happen, I wanted to have that. Um, and also, I wanted something that was really fun, to draw like like I enjoyed drawing because I Doris McComics wasn't really I didn't I really enjoyed it but I was really laborious like I would put it felt like um difficult and I I liked that but I but I web point name I was like I want it to be easy like not easy but like um feel really spontaneous and very silly and not trying to be good and so um yeah anyway basically i um uh i did all the yeah did all those things and uh webcom name kind of came out like a sort of like a form fully formed thing um which i was really pleased with partly because i had just had a really strong premise so any experiment experimentation i did within it 
uh, like, yeah, going down weird routes kind of became part of it. So sometimes I just do something that I know probably will be rubbish. And that's funny because um, my my aim for webcomic names always for it to become popular, and then for me to just run it into the ground, completely just destroy it. Like it, you know, we have like everything has a has a limit to how long it can go on for. It's TV shows, and you're like, oh, I don't want another series because you're just ruining all the characters, and you're just I don't storyline. I wanted that to happen. Um, so every now and again, I just think that's that's a really bad way for that to go like I, adding in new characters for example um actually i did i did one that was like that which was uh had a character called alan cream aspiring meme and he came in for just a couple of um a couple of the comics and the idea was that he just doesn't fit into the comics at all and people were so used to seeing these little pink blobs uh, and loving them and how simple they were. And then Alan Cream was just this guy in this comic. And I wanted, I also I realised I hadn't, I never get, I have a really, really lovely audience, like weirdly lovely. And I'm so thrilled. It's, people are just so nice. I never get, I like rarely get a negative comment. And if I do, it's um, people tend to jump on it and go, just say, oh no, or something <laughs> to them. And it's just funny. Um, I don't really get any negative comments. So I was like, oh, I want to introduce a character that it will be universally mm. bad. Um, and people love that, and I was like, didn't know how to feel about that. <laughs> it didn't I, like, work. Oh, I don't. I can't. Um, so yeah, um, so I, I tried to make it so that all of the weird experimentation I did um, kind of fit into it a bit. Uh, I've learned the one thing I did learn was that as I went on, originally I was going to have some comics that didn't end in oh no. Um, but then I realised I can't do that because it's too much of a statement now. Um, there's something, and I think that a bit an integral part of it is this this like um, this automatic um, satisfaction you get out of just reading the same punchline over and over again. I realised that that was so integral that uh, if it didn't happen all the time, then that comic has kind of failed. Um, all all it needs to do, it could be any 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 things happening in two panels and then a final one is oh no and then it's that's <laughs> fine it could be anything that's amazing and so, i find that very satisfying i love reading all of your oh no work it's it's so great and so relatable <laughs> um and i speaking of your audience and how lovely they are have they just slowly built over time or was there was there an incident that happened that brought you a lot of exposure and attracted those folks to you how how has that audience building worked for you um so it's been kind of uh fun to watch because um with doris mccomics i had quite a i had a very kind of loyal and um it was kind of like a uh, people compare it to like a cult following if i talked to them about it they'd be like oh you have like a sort of cult following like people who especially a lot of people who've made comics liked my web um and then it's kind of it was kind of uh really intentional and going oh, i want them to make i want this one to be a bit popular and then it'd be funny that this is popular because it's bad um that kind of thing that kind of joke um and so and because i'd already had a bit of an audience with doris mccomics i uh, a lot of the hard thing with starting a new project uh like a web comic for example is you have literally zero audience have some friends who are interested in seeing it but it doesn't it takes ages for it to spread sometimes like up to a year before you can reach 
I remember I had I was looking, actually looking through one of my journals from a couple of years ago, and I remember going like, "Oh my god, I have a thousand followers on um, Tumblr <laughs> or something." Um, and um, but that was like I've been doing it for yeah. a while. Like I I I can't forget how slow that process is. Um, Whereas with webcoin name straight away, uh, I made sure that there was always like on the first day I posted five comics, so there's always multiple mm. for them people to read, so that people get the comic straight away. Um, and because I'd already had that kind of base audience, it picks up very quickly. Um, and then because it got it, there was a couple of articles that went around. Someone said to me recently, they were like, "Oh, you're at a convention. They're like, you're the only person I've ever seen on BuzzFeed, and also." It's nice that, which is like a British um, oh. design. Um, so it's like that's and that's like cool, you know. That, that's for like cool, kind of respected, like um, art, artful Absolutely. design. For some reason, I don't, I, I'm still confused. I'm like, I'm amazed <laughs> that they like my stuff. I'm thrilled. I guess because it has a strong visual that's kind of fantastic. sense. But yeah, I, I'm not. Everyone else who's on there is way better than I am. So I just. But yeah, I think occupying both those worlds means that I get both of those um, kinds of people, which I really uh, am grateful awesome. for. So. What do you find most fulfilling about the work you're doing now? For instance, we were talking to um, Elizabeth Ito, who was the animation director for Adventure Time for years, and yeah. she was talking <laughs> about um, how she secretly does kind of crave the spotlight in the most humble of ways, but she doesn't feel that extroverted nature to be an actor but in her own way she feels like um directing the animation is is her way to sort of perform and that's where she gets her fulfillment out of the work that she does i'd love to hear about what you find most fulfilling about the work you're doing um yeah i have, I have a weird relationship with that as well because i have done quite a bit of performing um i used to do uh, some acting and improv and stuff at uh, university, yeah, which was really cool. I kind of stopped doing it because I um, became really busy with um, uh, work, comics, and, and I tend to just do like cycling instead of. Uh, I, I tend to have one thing that's drawing uh, and art, and then one thing that it just isn't. So cycling is often it, um, uh, just to kind of so I can feel like a random person. But I definitely have this this like a love of uh um yeah performing or um kind of speaking kind of very uh uh immediately with people um i really like that a lot but i yeah but i get um a kind of different thrill out of comics originally with webcomic name um the plan was um and i've come to the back to this idea a lot so originally doris mccomics uh, my other webcomic that was going to be my name. Is going to be hmm. my, my pen name. Is going to be Doris. I was going to be an old lady that made <laughs> weird comics. Decided to go against that. I can't remember why, but there was a reason. Um, and then for webcomic name, I was like, oh, that's also really funny. I, I find this idea of authorship really funny, uh, especially on the internet where you don't know what like people don't really know what I look like, but not because I hide it, just because you just don't know. Um, and I was like, oh, it'd be really funny if there's no author for a webcomic name. It just exists on the internet. And then I really, really wanted that to be the case. But it just is really bad as an artist to not be credited. Um, I, th I still think that people don't really know who I am. And I quite find that quite funny. Um, but I, I kind of, I, I thrill out of that almost. Out of like, 
um, uh, I always think that when I, I do, one of the things I aim for when I make uh, cartoons is I'll draw something and then I'll look at it and I'll just, if it makes me laugh, then that's good. So I'll like la- literally like laugh at my own cart- cartoons. Because I consider it completely separate from myself. Um, like if I can just draw anything with like two dots and a line as a face and that's just funny. I find that funny. Um, and so I feel, so I feel like this, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I get a thrill out of it, out of, um, uh, have it, having had some sort of, uh, process that made, made these things that just now exist on the internet. I think I, awesome. I just really enjoy that. And it seems like you take, um, the inspiration seeking part of what you do really seriously, which is awesome. Um, because, you know, sometimes uh, I think artists, especially out of school, um, figure that they just need to work super, super hard and then they'll finally, uh, it'll work itself out. But really the inspiration piece is one of the most crucial pieces of creating any sort of visual art or communication. And I love that. It seems like you, if I'm, if I'm understanding correctly, your email from the other day, you build kind of that inspiration seeking or just living life into your day is that correct yeah i I think i'm kind of obsessive i obsess over um living a good life Uh, so um yeah i do i I draw comics i make sure that everything around that um means that i don't i still enjoy drawing comics if you know what I mean, so story comics feels like a break for the rest of my life. So I'm, I am very, I am like naturally like quite an extrovert. Um, so I, unlike a lot of comic writers I know, I love parties and I love, uh, yeah, like uh, I also love like cycling and exercise and um, I go to a lot of. Uh, live, living in London is great because I uh, go to. I'm trying to be as stimulated as possible of everything that isn't comics. It isn't uh, just at my desk. Um, so that when I sit down at my desk, I have like a sort of like a session. I've I've started to restructure a bit now, so now that I have like a session at my desk, that I'll be like dying to do because I've been to like an art gallery and had a chat with someone that was really good at a party and went art cycle, and then I was like, cool, I want to do that now. Um, yeah, I think that, that is. Yeah, that is how many do you have? Like, a, um, do you typically have a flood of ideas every day, or is it? are you lucky if you get one how does that typically work is it just sporadic yeah it tends to be really unpredictable um i went through re- actually recently uh had a bit of writer's block mm. which i haven't had for a while but i kind of i, I don't love it but i i'm always i'm always like oh this is happening this is interesting uh, a lot of it is um i was saying confidence in your ideas so you're still having all these ideas but you don't pursue them or you think they're bad um and I just kind of I've learned just to like let that happen, and so I just do other stuff, um, and it means that I do get a bit frustrated. I'm like, oh, you know, not hitting my deadlines in the way that I would like to, uh, stuff like that. Um, but I'm also fine with churning out comics. I I do that uh, as a professional artist. You have to do that. You have to churn out art. I'm fine with that as well. Um, uh, I think it's really, really important. To be able to, uh, I tend to. Yeah, and the webcomic name is made for, is was like that's kind of the joke in it is that it is like a comics churning, like 
I, I always present myself as just like doing the same joke over and over again and, it, and with no creative input really um that's like how, how i present it but obviously it's uh, uh more than that um yeah I, I, and then it's, it, after having these sort of like periods of like oh i haven't have any ideas and stuff i'll have one idea that i'm really pleased with and i'll write sort of write a down or i draw or something uh, and then it'll be kind of like a an avalanche, you know, like a kind of cumulative kind of thing where I'll go like, oh, like I have this idea, oh, and then this idea, and it's just confidence, really. Just be like, oh, this is good, oh, and that one's good, that one, that one, that one. So, and then I'll binge, so I tend to binge make um, uh, webcomic name. I'll make like weeks work of comics in like one week. And then I'll, um, and then other weeks will be kind of a little bit, a bit slower. I'll often one comic that I care a lot about that I'll spend a long time on and then it'll never be very popular mm. or good. So that, <laughs> it's unpredictable. Well. That's interesting. Yeah. And I, you know, a couple of weeks ago I was chatting with some folks from Disney and they were talking about the same thing. Like they'll craft a, you know, a story and they'll think that it's going to be the bomb and they'll, they'll do some testing and, you know, bring an audience in and, and it flops and then they'll craft it a different way and they don't think it's going to do well. And then the audience loves it. It's, it's interesting that that's so unpredictable. You think as humans, we would kind of have a sense of <laughs> which, which messages are going to take off, but that's really interesting to me that it's so unpredictable. Um, could you, I'm sorry, go ahead. I went to, as I was going to say, I went to see, um, do you, know, do you know Stuart Lee, the comedian no. Stuart Lee? So he's a British stand-up comedian. I don't know if he is that popular in the US. He um, he makes fun of people who say this about him all the time, but he is the best stand-up comedian. And um, he, he um, he's uh, he's he's v- uh, very very good and uh, takes doing stand-up to like a sort of next level. And uh, um, so he said that. Um, He's like, uh, you don't know what's going to be funny. Obviously, we don't know. Um, uh, there's no, no one's figured out like a trick of like what ha- uh, of figuring out what's funny. Because if we all knew what was funny, you wouldn't need to be here tonight oh. now at his gig. Uh, you'd all be at home just making each other laugh. But instead, you have to be here at my gig. And then the way he phrased it was, you have to be here at my gig. That's why I'm raised up here like a god. And you're down there in the dark, like pigs in a sewer. Uh, I, I stuck with me a lot. Um, but, uh, but what he is saying, he's being jokingly like uh, um, arrogant. But uh, is that yeah? It is weird that we haven't figured out what's funny because uh, you know so many industry like the creative industry uh, is bizarre. Um, like creative because of that because we just don't have to figure it out um i think the uh yeah creativity is just one of these like weird it's uh so obvious and yet so like mysterious like what makes it happen and what people like and yeah absolutely Uh, kind of backtracking a little bit i'd love to um get a better idea of what you do when an idea does uh strike you let's say you're in a coffee shop and you don't necessarily have all your tools with you but you get an idea. Do you quickly just jot it down in a notebook or on text yourself, kind of some details? Because I know for me, like I have the worst memory in the world. And if I don't jot it down right then and there, I'm going to forget it and be really upset later that, <laughs> that I didn't save that bit of inspiration. Um, and then after you have saved that idea for later, um, 
Is it just a really quick, simple sketch and you're off to the races? It's just very seamless for you? Or do you have iterations? I'd love to hear a little bit about that process for you. Um, so I carry like a little notebook around with me everywhere. Um, I do also leave notes on my phone um, sometimes uh, if I forget my notebook or often I take my notebook I forget my pen. Um, so also if my phone will die and then yeah, all that sort of stuff. So basically, um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be jotting stuff down. I can't, it's kind of um, uh, rare that I'll go with webcomic names specifically, that I'll go, oh, th- this idea, I need, this needs to be a comic. A lot of it takes place like, on the page, so I'll often just be drawing on the bus or something, um, on the train, um, and just like, draw there and then I'll kind of like um uh, in even in most evenings I'll kind of uh what's the word kind of decompress uh everything from the day uh and then just write down little ideas or whatever um but uh, but often they can because the the Ono uh comics are so yeah. straightforward usually um they tend to come quite fully formed yeah um or well at least I always think it's good to just have a comic kind of fully formed. And normally that's the most obvious thing, uh, the obvious idea. And then I go, cool, that's that's the lim- that's the base level of what that, mm. that idea should be. And then I often I like flip that on its head or add a bit to it so it becomes a bit more interesting. Um, I always like to push it a little bit further because like, um, part of the joke of what's my name is that relatable humour or obs- observational humour, if you're doing stand-up or something, is um, just pointing at something and going, look, that's mm. the thing. And then there's no joke there. It's just, it's uh, rather than being like expectation and then inversion of that, it's just one thing. It's just pointing at something and going, mm. yep. Um, so ten, so ten, normally like you, anyone could go like, um, uh, I think, uh, yeah, one, one way it has, uh, I guess I have progressed with uh, webcoin name is I'm kind of just not satisfied as much anymore because I've already made that joke uh, with um, just yeah making relatable comics in a sort of strict sort of um, yeah kind of normal sense because it started out of that so I was just sort of saying like these are all the obvious jokes uh, you know uh, sometimes you do want to go to sleep and then you can't oh no it's true <laughs> um, that kind of thing um, yeah and then you're like oh yeah that is true but then I but then it's like um, but now. I actually started. I've started this thing in my notebooks where I write down, um, rather than just ideas for things that are relatable, I write down mm. sore subjects, things that I about myself, or I think that other people will have about themselves, or things like that that I I know are a bit kind of um, uncomfortable, not controversial necessarily, just a bit like um, uh, trying to think of one I had recently, like. Uh, for example, I was like, uh, I didn't, I didn't like that. Um, me and my friends all talked about money oh, a lot yeah. now that we're a bit older. Something like that, and I'm like, oh, that's a bit. That's a bit no, crap, it's it? true though. And then like that's. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's just, it's just crap. Me and my friends like do that, uh, and then I was like, oh, and that's something that I feel kind of comfortable mm. about. Um, and they're like, oh, that should be a comic. Um, that's yeah. Something like that. So yeah, I tend to right now it's it's neat to hear and interesting to hear that you're not necessarily completely satisfied with where you are and that you're still like looking for ways to grow and expand as an artist 
Um, and I, I'm going to look forward to kind of watching how that evolves. Um, when you kind of look back on uh, the pieces that you've produced over the last few years, is there maybe one in particular that just really exploded that really, really surprised you? Um, well, I, I would always say that webcomic name itself yeah, true. is that thing. <laughs> but in terms, um, you know, like that, was, that was literally one idea mm. I had one time. Uh, what, uh, what if I made a whole series where they said, oh no, and you're like, would that work? Is that done? <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> that was the one idea that I just fed mm. off now for a while. Um, but in terms of, yeah, in terms of webcomic name, um, there was one that was like kind of uh, kicked off uh, quite a bit and definitely helped um, get the ball rolling, which was there's one comic and it goes, uh, I want things to be different. And then the blob smashes up everything so that it's different and then everything is smashed. So they go, <laughs> oh no. And that is, uh, so explain, I love, I love, uh, one of my favorite things is, uh, verbally explaining what comics <laughs> yes. are uh, like, like i don't think you can it do it really work, with any yeah. other comic. <laughs> like half of mine because that's simple like i'm excited like yeah I, I understand exactly what that comic is now um because they're just so anyway um so yeah that one i actually wrote about my, myself again sort of subject thing where i was like uh, I can't be c- content, and this is maybe what, going back to what you were saying just now about um, uh, never being satisfied. If I feel content, I'm like, okay, done now. That something's wrong. Uh, time to change everything up, and I just break everything. Uh, and I do that in the room. For example, like my bedroom is constantly changing. I go, cool, uh, room's kind of looking nice. I'll change it now for no reason. It always looks gross because it's in a state of like changing. Uh, and that was what I wrote it for originally. And then I sat on that idea for a while. I just had more comics to make, so I yeah. was just there, and I knew it would be a good comic. Um, and then... Um, uh, what happened first? And then Brexit happened. So, thing in the UK where... Um, you know, just like... And I l- love Brexit. If I was... I would love to do... One of the things... I could, loads, of, loads of projects I'd love to do. One of the things is uh, a political series. So easy. I would love to do it. It's, also, I was, it's a very strong, kind of iconic format, like yeah. a topical comic, like it's great. Uh, I think it's, and I think it's like one of those formats that people think is like comics, uh, cartoons yeah. as art, you know, sort of thing. Like, very, very, you know, very good. But I was like, I know no would work as that perfectly. I did a couple for uh, The Nib. Um, that were like Brexit oh no's because there's literally no good things out of Brexit. <laughs> nobody, no, nobody's winning. Nobody will win. It's 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 yeah. quite beautiful because uh, the, the, if it ever ends, which I don't think it will, uh, there will ever be a thing that where you go, oh Brexit's done now, it's just finished. Um, it it will ju- it'll, there's just no one will win and there's no good things. So it's just a series of like oh no's from various points. Um, anyway, so Brexit happened, and that, that was what it felt like. People wanted, kept they voted Brexit as a protest vote, not really knowing what they were getting into. People, it was basically a multitude of reasons, but all, and people, a lot of people said they wanted change um, to the detriment of things like just the fault of the, um, I think, uh, politicians, you know, not making it clear what people were actually voting for. 
rather than in the people voting. Anyway, um, so that happened, and I was like, oh, that this is a good time to vote to 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 do that. But then I went away to the states, um, where everyone made fun of me because of Brexit. I also <laughs> went there straight away. I went there straight. Uh, I got my money out two days after Brexit happened. I got I got my money changed, and so the, the pound had just tanked, and so that was bad for, for me at my trip. I went to and then everyone like, oh, you know, Brexit. That's really funny, and all. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then. Uh, the US voted in Donald Trump. Uh, and then on the day that happened, I was like, right, I'm just like ready to go because it's about Brexit and it's all about me, but I haven't posted it yet. And I was like, cool, I'm doing that today. And then it like really kicked off, like it got shared loads of places. I didn't, but also I didn't um, say like Donald Trump's bad. Yeah, yeah. a comic. No, that's, yeah, that's brilliant because it was political humor is so relatable. That's really smart. Yeah, and but and also um, the thing I the thing I like about that comic uh, that I'm very proud of is that uh, it really struck as you know people have always share it to do with Brexit to do with um, Trump um, and also just politics at the moment in general people wanting change uh, but also people shared it about they were like oh yeah this is this is just like Barack Obama Barack Obama was all about change and then he's ruined the country in their eyes. Um, so that I was, I was like, oh, I never really thought of that, but yeah, I guess it could apply to literally anything. To the point that that comic has become a bit bad, has been bad because it's like so simple. But people think it, people think it's more profound than it actually is. All it's is people that change will, to some people, seem like destroying things, um, which is always going to be the case in. in so really, it can be shared about literally anything. But I'm glad that I can summarise that with a no-no comic. Um, so maybe I should make a no-no comic about that. People just applying that comic to <laughs> most. It can be super meta. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's, that's awesome. Is there any um, sort of along the way as you've been creating comics? Has anyone ever given you maybe just a tip, or have you read something that's helped you to become a better? visual or even uh written communicator is there ever something that you kind of go back to um, as a mantra i um i think it's really funny because i only recently have any friends who do creative things such as serious like drawing and stuff um a lot of my friends you know we all made we made like um uh films and tv show like we had like a tv channel at university and uh plays and stuff we all made those around each other but in terms of making comics i've never had anyone around me doing it so i have no advice and no i have the, the worst um process of making comics to the point that I, I stayed with some of my friends uh, who i know through comics in la so they're proper like you know uh Gonna, we were going to work in a studio in LA, so we know all the stuff. They all studied art at the university, so we have all these nice things. I turn up there. I'm still using it right now. It's a, it's a laptop held together with tape. Um, it makes a weird noise. And um, I, I'm using a really old version of Photoshop, and they're like, what are you doing? With how you're, doing, you're doing everything in the worst possible way, the slowest, clunkiest way. It's just the way that I know. So I had no advice. I, everything I, I do is the worst way of doing. The only thing that I so in terms of drawing, I think my drawing style is what can I get away with with the worst possible 
process and I think that's I barely scraped together like a style from that. that's amazing but in terms of um, yeah that's my advice just do whatever you're doing and then you know, <laughs> just own the fact that no, that's awesome though because it's um, so simple yeah I think yeah yeah and it goes to show that anyone can make anything because if I can do it with my really bad <laughs> and you hear a lot of folks talking about how you know, oh, if only I had the right tools, if only I had the right super expensive equipment, then I could start making things. But no, I think it's all about making what you can with what you have. Yeah. yeah. People love seeing that, like, uh, stuff that looks a bit grungy Absolutely. or a bit, you know, bad. Like, is it it's so polished? You know, I don't like all this, um, I, you know, YouTube videos now that all, like, you know, when a YouTube, you know, Joey, I think when a YouTuber uh, becomes a bit popular and then they get their nice new camera and I'm like, oh, now you've ruined it. it looks like you've ruined this kind of like homey kind of vibe and it's a bit choppily edited and everything. I find it sad. But I, 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 for a while, when I was making Doris for Comics, I was working on a book that never really went anywhere. Um, that uh, A lot of it was really meta. So it, was all, it was all about uh, the creation of the comics you read. And so I was obsessed with the creative process uh, and authorship and it, of and that's of um, writing and drawing and stuff as well. Um, and so I read all of, the, all of these how-to books about drawing, which I find so infinitely fascinating because they are basically useless in many ways, because especially with writing, because all of them say in the in the first uh, introduction, the way to do be good at this, these things is to do them a lot. Really, what they should say is put down the book now and do some drawing instead of reading about it. But um, the whole, and then the rest of the book is just, it's just like, uh, think like essays about you know the creative process, and you can go, oh yeah, that's interesting. But you're not doing any creative stuff, so I find it really interesting. But a lot of the stuff that you read about it is um, there's always a few nuggets that you always get, and it's always the same ones. Uh, and the one thing that I actually learned when I was writing essays at university. Um, and also, it was in a poem. I can't remember what, what poem it was. The poem was about this as well. And you know, the whole like thing of killing your killing your babies or killing your darlings. Uh, that idea of like you'll often have like a idea you think is really good at the beginning, and then you'll hold on to that at all costs, while you're developing that um, that thing you're making, to the point that, to the detriment of the thing as a whole. So sometimes you'll have this thing, and for some reason you're attached to it. And I think once I realised that you should do that now I just do it habitually like I'll often start off with an idea and then at any point have no attachment to it though and at any point just cut up cut it away and then you've it because the main thing you want is a final yeah, product that's really interesting what do you think is the biggest misconception about what you do when you do get to interact maybe with people who love following your work is there something that you hear a lot that's maybe not quite the case assumptions people make about you and what you do um, I guess, so I don't really know what people think that cartoonists um, I guess a lot of it is, um, there is a lot of stereotypes by cartoonists, and relatable comics don't help this at all. And this idea of being like an introvert, um, I think a lot of people, uh, actually quite like it that I don't fit, I, I'm not that. Uh, I am very like, personable, and I like, um, yeah. I like a thrill, love a thrill. Um, 
Yeah, so um, I think there's yeah that side of things, and and a lot of a lot of my comics are about that, but they're making fun of that idea that everyone thinks that they're like an introvert. Um, and also because I've been out with cartoonists and they all love lo- most of them love parties and getting drunk, but they also like you're like oh but I spend a lot of time my, my by myself because I'm a cartoonist, uh, therefore just being an introvert. Um, I think um, yeah I think I. I I find that a bit frustrating, also because um, so many uh, writers. Because I've been reading this book, this book um, someone got me, and it's basically the creative. No, it's like the day-to-day lives of, of artists through history, um, and so it's really interesting because you get to see like you know what do what do these people do? Uh, like when do they work? Do they work at night? Do they work in the daytime? And they're really varied, but generally most of them like. One pattern I saw was people throughout history just working in the morning, woke up, work, worked in the morning, and then just had the afternoon just like. I noticed that too, I'm like, and like a lot of them took long walks. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, long, you always go for a long walk. And they always have like yes. friends and stuff. And I'm like, that is the best being an artist. But we have this idea now that artists kind of, uh, especially cartoonists, um, or like, yeah, anyone who works kind of by themselves, you know, uh, same as like video editors and stuff always work by themselves and then I want to spend time by themselves um, uh, another thing as well is everyone always expects me to be like a cartoonist so uh, a lot of my and because I work on, on what, doing a webcomic um, I'm really bad at the internet like I love the internet but I'm really bad at like uh, I'm never like on uh, red, I'm not I'm never there for someone to, to talk to me on messenger or something you know never there for like someone to be ready to talk to me um, I guess, um, yeah, I, I think that um, a lot of people are like that. They like kind of live their lives on the internet. Um, but uh, people kind of forget as well that um, your webcomic and because your webcomic is very, is very, um, it can be a very like, uh, you can do it daily, for example. So people think that's what you do and that you exist on the internet basically. Um, and they kind of forget that you have like a life outside of it, especially if you do a slightly autobiographical yeah. comic. They think that they know. That's a really good do. point because I think, um, yeah, a lot of folks live their lives now vicariously through the internet. But the best creatives that I know mm. have that great balance where they truly do restrict their time online and they're really more interested in sort of living life and spending mm. time with loved ones. And then it just shows, it really shows in their work um, because. Um, there's no substitute for, for life and that's awesome. I love it. I, I think increasingly like the internet will be part of life in a way that we can't really fathom. Like, uh, you know how like, um, you know, you, yeah, you, you go to hang out with friends, but you still take a photo for social media that, that, you know, that's the internet in real life. So I find that really interesting. Um, so I think there is a distinction at the moment, which I think is important. But it'll become increasingly uh, blurry. It's true. We can't escape it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's happening. Um, yeah, I, but I, I think I definitely need, uh, kind of try and craft this life where, uh, well, I think I do it more than most people um, in that I keep my life quite separate to my work. So people don't know what I do. I don't. I don't. I don't tweet like, oh, I'm just you know. I'm, uh, in the in the shop in the shop doing this thing or you know I'll meet this I'll meet this or something I never do that um, 
uh, you know, my Instagram stories will never be like what I'm doing that day um, because it's just I I spend I love the internet um, in the same way that I was talking about I do love I love making comics but I have to do something else so that I can not take it for granted. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. Is there anyone in your space, or maybe not in your space, who knows, that you're finding really inspiring lately? You're really enjoying what they're creating these days? Well, I've been hanging out a lot with um, Ruby Elliot, who makes Ruby, yeah. etc. Um, we're, we're, we're friends in London, and we're working on some stuff together, and it's really nice just working like on something with someone who's like in the same room as you, because I I do. All the, I have done quite a few projects where I'll be working on online on something with someone, and I, and I just don't like it. I don't. It's not a thing that I find easy. I get. Um, I like being in the same space as someone. And um, we're we're um, yeah. We'll sort of sit down. We'll like draw comics, or we'll like uh, just chat about stuff, and then that we'll just uh, kind of feed off each other. And that's that's actually really nice. That's a nice thing that I've never really had as much. Before. That's really cool. Um, her yeah. stuff's great. Uh, yeah. We're, we're also like, yeah, yeah, and, we're, and um, we're both really into poetry, so we're kind of uh, been doing a lot of that. Sweet, recently. I love it. Well, um, the hour is coming to a close, and I want to be respectful of your time, and I'm going to link to all of your <laughs> socials in the episode. But is there anything in particular, your book, uh, Patreon, anything you'd like to plug before we wrap it up? Um, yeah. So okay, yeah, but the book is. A long in a long time in the future um i guess my patreon um i'm having a big reboot of it before christmas so look out for that um also a thing that people never know that i do uh is um so i do a webcomic name uh, i also do another series for webtoon um so like a webcomic uh, app and uh that is called uh hello world Very cool. and it's basically like a show series and um no one ever linked oh. to so if you like name it's basically i tried to basically make the, mo- the most different series i could um so that i was working on two things at the same time that were very different and it's basically like a photo collage parody travel series where i go to really bad places in my local area like a bin or a weird city or a fence that is weird or something um of that so um check that out yeah absolutely we'll make sure to link to that well this has been absolutely lovely alex thank you so much for chatting with me for a bit thank you yeah it's been great